Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I have Lauren, Sharpie, Chris, and Steve. Hello, Lisa. Hello. Hello. Howdy, Hi, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. How's it going? It's going well. Just dandy. That's a good one. Yeah. Definitely. We should all be dandy more often. Hmm. Let's not get crazy, Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> Try to control yourself. I do live in Georgia, so maybe I should be peachy. Oh yeah, I don't know. That could get fuzzy. Oh, oh stop! Oh. You're, you're always such All a right. down in the pits. Somebody turn his mic off. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, oh, what are we talking oh, about on, today? Lauren. It's just a little fruitful humor. Oh dear God in heaven! <laughs> okay, okay, I'll can it. Stop! Oh, dear the two God. of you are making me sick. Um, I just sent Lauren a message that said, kill me. (laughs) He really did. I can screenshot it for you. I know. All right, let's go. All righty. What we're going to be talking about today, I think it's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about the top, we're going to say 10. We'll see where that goes. Top 10 Walt Disney World Resort newbie mistakes. So if you're a first time goer to the Walt Disney World Resort, these are the mistakes you guys are making, and we're going to point them out so you don't make them. Well, I can't say again because you're only a newbie once. But if you are a newbie that hasn't gone yet, watch out for these because you're going to make them. Pitfalls. Yep. Here we go. Um, Chris, you're going to start this show off too. So mine is pretty simple, and mine is the big mistake I find is that people try to cram everything in. So they want to do all the rides. They want to do all the character meals. They have to go, go, go. And they never really end up enjoying a little bit of downtime on their vacation. And it's all a blur. So don't do that. Yeah. And you can break that up by having a day where you just do the resort or doing a half day at one of the parks and going to the pool, you know, for the morning or doing one of the, um, special events like the Halloween party yeah, and just, you know, doing a half day that way or downtown Disney. There's a lot of ways to, I think everyone gets there and they're like, we're here for seven days. There's uh three weeks worth of stuff we could see at Disney world. And let's see how much we can knock, we can cram into those seven days. And and then it, it doesn't make it a vacation. And well, and I don't even, we have to do it all. I don't even think you need to, you know, not go to the park every day. Cause that would kill me. But you could take it easy. You could yeah. go in the morning, come back, swim in the afternoon, come back at night for a few hours. If you've got a seven-day ticket or a five-day ticket, you have more than enough time to really enjoy yourself. And uh, you don't have to rush the whole time. And I think we've all seen that mom. Hurry up. We have to get to our fast pass. You know, that. And I've been that lady. Well, yeah. a little. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you look at that person and you're like, there's no way you're enjoying this. So... Don't do that. Yeah. And and if you stay like, you know, another tip is like if you stay over at the Epcot resorts, like Chris is saying, you can, you know, maybe go to the park in the morning and then just walk right back to the beach club or to boardwalk mm-hmm. um, or yacht club and then relax. And then you could have a dinner reservation over at Epcot and then, you know, meander over and uh, have dinner, watch illuminations and then walk back as well. It doesn't have to be uh, go from sunup to sundown. And then get on the tram and go back to the hotel and and sleep and do it again. You can do it at a much more leisurely pace and then hopefully take another trip uh, at another time. Can I tell you one of the best times I've ever had in any any time in a Disney park was um, 
back in January, I met up with Franklin, who's a listener and a good friend of mine, and Rebecca, and who's also a listener and a friend of mine. And we hung out for like four hours just sitting in that little fake grassy area in the hub. It was perfect. Oh, at the we Magic Kingdom? We just ate and we talked and we hung out and we laughed. It was wonderful. Bunnies were flopping by and flowers were blooming <laughs> around us. I think I saw a double rainbow. Oh, mm. boy. Okay, not wow. really. That got thick really quick. How many yeah. unicorns did you pet that day? I, I, was, I was resting my head on one while I was talking to Franklin. Oh, boy. Was he wearing that unicorn thing again? He was wearing his crown. Oh, that's not surprising. Yes. So I've got number two, and number two is not booking ahead of time. Uh, a lot of people don't realize if it's their first Disney trip that they have to book dining 180 days before they show up and they don't, they're like, what? I have to book my dining reservation six months before and plan that out before I'm on vacation because you don't do that anywhere else in the world that you go on vacation. But if you don't do it at Disney, you're going to be very limited to where you're going to eat. So yeah. So if you can book, make sure you book your dining ahead of time, your fast passes, get your hotel room as soon as you can. Don't wait. Um, they do go away. Bibbity bobbity boutique, all those types of special things. Um, you're not the only one that wants them. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody's trying to get those as soon as they can. So the sooner you can book them, the better. Okay. All right. Number three is right up my alley. And that would be a big mistake by not working with an authorized Disney vacation planner and just taking it on yourself. The introduction of FastPass Plus and My Disney Experience, um, it's, it's made things confusing. And if you've never gone, you don't need this added confusion on top of where to stay and how many tickets do I need and how do I get there and what kind of transportation do I need to know about. And there's, there's so much to planning a Walt Disney World Resort vacation. Um, a Disney vacation. An, an authorized Disney vacation planner is going to be an agency that knows Disney, has gone to Disney several times, has experienced all these things that you're confused about. So they're going to tell you and explain how it works. They're going to hold your hand and walk you through it and hopefully take the stress out of a very stressful situation. Yeah, and it ties into, I think, the point that we just talked about on mine where, you know, not booking things ahead of time a Disney authorized Disney vacation planner, you know, is going to know when to book fast passes, when to book dining reservations, uh, you know, when the best times are for Bibbidi Bobby boutique, what the best hotel room rates what are. What fast passes you need. Yeah. Which ones are a waste. Need. Yeah. There's you don't all need a fast that. pass for everything. Yeah. Um, and of course we're, this is a little plug. <laughs> we're all with Pixie vacations. So if you're interested and we are a we are, we're an authorized Disney vacation planner. Yes. Yes. So um yeah, so if you're looking at booking one of these, there's there's no fee to work with us. Uh and you know, we plan all of this for you when you book a Disney vacation or Disney cruise or Disneyland uh a vacation. Disney something. Yes. So um yeah, so give us a call or just go to pixievacations.com. And you can find uh, Sharpie, which is Chris Sharps and Jesse on the drop-down list on the forum. And you can find Lauren, which is Lauren Maserick. And you can find Chris, which is either Chris or Christina Wood. 
I'm not sure how you're listed on there, but it's one or the other. Or you can find Lisa or Steve Griswold. Um, we're on there, but we will we're we're we don't have time actually to book, but we will send you to someone that can take care of your booking for you. Well, we'll essentially send you to one of those three. Yes. <laughs> and we're all very nice. Don't be intimidated by the awesomeness of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. We're totally down to earth. Mm. And totally not full of ourselves. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm you y'all know I'm kidding. Yes. All right, Sharpie, you're next. So, as as if if we have longtime listeners listening, they know that I I have complained a lot about the bus service over over the years. Uh, and, and by the way, I, I've I've said it and I'll say it again. Our January trip, we had exceptional bus service, no complaints whatsoever. It was amazing. But one big mistake that a lot of first time visitors make is underestimating the amount of time that they will need to get from one place to another. Uh, and not understanding how Disney's transportation system works, be it the boats, uh, be it the like the ferries, be it the 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 pontoon boat service between resorts and things, uh, or the Disney bus system, uh, it is oftentimes misunderstood how all of that works. Uh, buses are are technically scheduled to run approximately every twenty minutes. Does that always work that way? No, it doesn't. Uh, Boats run on an as-needed basis as they're filled. Uh, they leave the dock and, and go on to the next destination. Uh, but it can be very confusing getting from place to place, especially if you're trying to go from a park to a park uh, or from a resort uh, or excuse me, from a park to Disney Springs. Uh, there are different different ways that the bus system runs and doesn't run uh when it starts running in the morning when it stops running at night uh there are all of those different aspects uh especially boarding a bus with uh an ecv an electric scooter uh how all of that works so a lot of that's a mistake that a lot of first-time guests make is not understanding how that that transportation system works in its entirety or understanding what their transportation options are or getting stuck somewhere uh, or getting on the wrong bus and ending up someplace where they have no idea how to escape. <laughs> uh, I was on a bus once that was headed to Saratoga Springs uh, and the family was, they were international visitors. They were trying to get to Disney Springs to meet up with family. Uh, and so I ended up walking them from Saratoga Springs over to meet their family at at Disney's at Disney Springs. So you have to understand how it all works because yeah. it can be very confusing and very time consuming. If you make mistakes uh, on our first Walt Disney world trip, uh, which was our honeymoon, uh, we were staying at wilderness lodge and made the mistake of getting on a bus to Fort wilderness. Uh, and that was interesting to say the least. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, and then they say, well, you need to get off this bus and go on another bus. And yeah. right. Because at, at, Fort Wilderness, you have internal buses, you have external buses. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. And, and at Disney Springs, you have a bus terminal that does not operate Walt Disney World buses uh, over by um, uh, Cirque du Soleil. Those are the Orlando, that's the Orlando area public transportation system, the Lynx bus. So don't get on one of those buses if you're trying to go to a Disney hotel. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the big 
bus problems I think first timers make is they they make dining reservations from one resort that's not their resort and they don't realize how long it takes to get from resort to resort because you have to stop at the ticket and transportation center or a Disney park and then hop. Um, so knowing when to do that or allow the amount of time to do that or just pay the $15 to call a cab or to, or, or to get Uber and just do that to get around property and knowing when to do that if you've got those types of resort reservations like at the Grand Floridian or something. Yeah, when you make these reservations, whether you do it directly or through a travel agent, you're going to be advised that you need 90 minutes to get to your dining reservation, and they mean it. Yeah. Um, you, you could very easily, in some cases, get there in 40 minutes. It's it's lucky. But or you could get there in 20. You could. You it is could. possible. We, yeah. We've gotten to dining reservations very early, but we have also been late for dining reservations because of the transportation system. Right. Yeah, we've been late, too. One time, Kevin and I had this big dinner planned, and then we had to get from our we were like on the monorail. So we thought, oh, that's going to be easy. Take the Magic Kingdom monorail, get on the Epcot monorail, you're good to go. But it the monorail was down to Epcot. So we had to wait for a bus from the Contemporary and it just did not come. So we were late. Yeah, cabs are definitely or your friend. Have, and they're right there. They're always right yeah, there. Yeah, they always have one right there. Well, and then the thing I like about Walt Disney World cabs is that they have one company that works on property and that property is trusted by Disney. So, you know, you can trust them. Yeah. So the, the cabs go through mirrors. Um, and, and we loaded the Uber app last time we were there, but we did not use it. So, um, but the cool thing is, is you can see like where all the, ca- where the people are, you can see them driving around. So, you know, in that app, like, okay, there's someone who's like two minutes from me. So, and you can click on them and then they come and pick you up, but we just haven't tried it yet. I'm sure. All the younger listeners have tried it many times, and they can let all us know. All the kids, all the kids that you've tried, hey, Gramps, U- Uber or uh, <laughs> you kids. And you're, <laughs> and you're, always, it's you're unlicensed like cabs. <laughs> I'm just going to continually call you Old Man Griswold. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let hey, me know, Old Man Griswold. Let me know how it is with Uber on uh, Disney property. If it worked out for you, you can post on Facebook and let us know. You kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> uh-huh. mm. Okay. Hey, Sharpie, you're you're technically next, but just because you just went, I'm going to skip you and then come right back to you. That's okay. You can okay. skip me. Just, just temporarily pausing you. And then we're going to jump to Chris. And I'm throwing Chris off. You're going to go ahead with um, 192. Okay. This one's a tough one, actually, because I don't want to criticize where anyone stays. And I know that everyone's budget is different. But I think in general, avoid 192. Just if your hotel is, and and you know, there are exceptions, but if your hotel is on the 192 area and you have never seen that hotel, don't stay there because it's, it's not the greatest location. It's not the greatest area. And it is really close to Disney, but a lot of those hotels, they're kind of dumpy. And unfortunately, Osceola and Orange County have a shortage of Section 8 housing. So a lot of those hotels are actually people's homes. So be really careful about where you stay. And this is just a general rule. Um, once you get out of that Disney bubble, you really can run into some shady areas in Orlando. Yeah. The The other thing that I remember, I used to see these commercials all the time where it was like, here's Disney World. 
And here's Kissimmee St. Cloud. And then they oh, would, I remember those uh, yes. commercials. And they would have like this giant like arrow that would point point into like Kissimmee St. Cloud. It's so close. I drove to St. Cloud once. It is not <laughs> close. No, it isn't. Oh, my. Well, and here's here's the other thing. <laughs> it's it's forty three square miles on Disney property. And like there's there's actually and I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to overgeneralize that 192 is, you know, kind of a dump. There are some nice areas and there are some very nice vacation homes that you can rent that are literally a mile from property, but it's still going to take you 90 minutes to get to the Magic Kingdom because you have to drive all the way across property. So you're on property within like a minute, right? But then you have to drive all the way across property. You have to park at Magic Kingdom, Go to the TTC takes 90 minutes. And I know because my family and I have stayed at those vacation homes. So it's a haul. Well, yeah, because you have to you mm-hmm. have to park, you have to take the tram, you have to take the boat or the monorail over um, versus um, walking from the contemporary or taking the, a bus that drops you right at the gate. So, yeah, it it all adds up. I think that if you're going to stay off property, um, there are very nice areas. Downtown Disney area. I love that area um, off of 535, those are some really nice um, hotels. And um, I don't even mind iDrive. Yeah, we've stayed at the um, the Hilton at downtown Disney, now Disney Springs. It's right right across the street, right. a very, very close proximity, good, good location. Uh, but then in December, I stayed at the Orange Lake Resort, uh, which is, is a nice. Holiday Inn Vacation Club. It's a very nice property, uh, now, very well that- kept. Where's that off of? No, it's on 192, right? Yeah, it's on 192, but it's it's See, all the way the out thing. at the end of 192. Yeah, by uh, like but. Ve- like the, there really isn't too much development around it. Um, but you can be at the you can be at Animal Kingdom within. I, I mean, from door to door, you can be at Animal Kingdom within 15 to 20 minutes. But okay. but that's because Animal Kingdom is the furthest point. Yeah. South. East Southwest on property, so mm-hmm. yeah, but so it's that's it's, cl- it's very close in, in proximity, but but yeah, so there are some nice nice hotels, but there are some really 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 dumpy hotels that are that honestly have great pictures online, and then you yes. drive past it and you're like, oh my goodness, that looks like there could be police tape there at any minute. <laughs> well, and I'll, I'll tell you, I actually got to experience one of those firsthand. Because um, a good friend of mine and his wife stayed at the Best Western on 192. And I went to go pick them up because I had a car. And um, it was really bad. I'm not going to go into details, but they had a lot of activities going on there at night. And and it was a Best Western. And I remember when he booked it, he said, hey, the Travelocity v- reviews are great online. I was like, okay. Um, yeah, hmm. it was a dump. And, and in fact, the... Um, there was like broken glass like outside oh where you walked up the stairs. It was, yeah, it was a dump. So, And something else that I've noticed since the time that we've been going to Disney is that those hotels reflag very frequently. Uh, so they change names. They go yes. into, uh, they go off of any sort of uh, corporate responsibility for, for brand standards. Um, so, so you really, really, really have to take, 
uh, take some precaution with, with, with choosing where you stay in that area because there are really some not so reputable properties over there. There are a few very low budget properties that have really great reviews. And frankly, I would stay there. Uh, but it's because of the ownership and you can easily tell by looking at the hotel's website and things like that, that, that it is, it's a bona fide business, not they're running a dump property into the ground and getting as right. much for it as they can. Do you remember a few years ago? It was right around the it was right around the corner from when you drive in to to get that back road into Animal Kingdom. There was a big hotel there that was, you know, unfortunately there were some it was actually people's home and it caught fire. And yeah. but the other thing is is, you know, like most of the people were actually living <clears throat> in that hotel and you know, you really feel for them and their kids, but the other was these people who had come into town and they interviewed in the news, they interviewed this family from India and they were like, this place is horrible. And we had no idea. Those are the kind of people who, you know, they, they read the reviews online and it looked great online, but yeah, be real careful. And we're not really that, we're truly not that biased. I mean, I could off the top of my head, give you 10 awesome offsite resorts. Um, you know, we, we like the consistency with Disney, but um, you know, we recognize that there are awesome places to stay off property. Very true. All right, Sharpie, I'm going to go right back to you. Okay. So you can't go into a Walt Disney World vacation without some preseason training. Uh, the walking distances are immense. Wait, 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 does this mean like checking out your local buffet? Do you know what? That's when you said preseason <laughs> training, I thought, oh, Sharpie, stop it. We know you don't like football. No, no, no. I, I am talking walking. Okay. Talking walking here. Uh, do not pack a brand new pair of tennis shoes. Do not. You will be miserable within the first four hours of your Walt Disney World vacation. Uh, especially folks who have visited Disneyland before uh, mm -hmm. and thinking that the scale is similar to Disneyland. It is not. Uh, you will, they, they, the joke is that Epcot stands for every person comes out tired because it's true. The walking distances from attraction to attraction, all around world showcase, all around animal kingdom, animal kingdoms is as far as actual acreage is the largest Disney park on earth. It is extremely large. Uh, so whenever you start thinking about seeing all of those attractions and running from attraction to attraction, be prepared for some major, major walking. And, and I mean, th this is a lot, a lot of people go in thinking, oh, this is going to be a relaxed vacation. It will be if you have taken the time and walked two miles three or four times a week in the few weeks leading up to your trip, because otherwise your feet are going to be miserable. Uh, you're going to have blisters. You're not going to enjoy your trip. Yeah. A good pair of walking shoes is, is key. And, um, the mistake I always make is, um, I, I, my shoes get rained on <laughs> <laughs> your one pair of shoes. My wife bring one pair of shoes and you're in Florida and you get the torrential downpour. And then I'm back at the hotel with the hairdryer trying to dry yeah. my shoes out or I'm at a Walmart. If we have our car buying, buying another, pair. buying another pair of $19, uh, like bright green sneakers. 
Those were tasteful. What are you talking about? I you, think I you still have those. Them. I still. Oh, you were, you didn't. Oh, you got to wear them next mouse. Next, I, I next think mouse I still have them. I haven't even worn them yet. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, for instance, the the perimeter distance to walk the Magic Kingdom is two point one seven miles. The perimeter distance to walk Epcot is two point seven eight miles. Wow. The perimeter distance to walk Hollywood Studios is one point three nine miles. And the perimeter distance at Animal Kingdom is 2.27 miles. And this does wow. not count going back and forth between attractions or, or going back to another part of the park. This is just walking like the outer perimeter of the park uh, and not even cutting through the park for, for, for shortcut to get to specific attractions, but doing it in the most logical manner possible. Uh, and and it, you know, at uh, Magic Kingdom, that doesn't even include walking through Fantasyland. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever wear a Fitbit in the park? Oh, yes. It's awesome. I love yes. my Fitbit in the park. Me too. You get the so, 10,000 mile little shake. Of oh, yeah. Joy. Does, wait exactly. a minute. Mine doesn't shake. What am my I missing out on? Don't they yeah, vibrate? You set yours to, mm-hmm. to buzz when you meet, meet your Ooh. goal. Oh, It'll I mean, scare you okay. in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Wow. I did not know I could do that. So be prepared right to walk eight po- at least 8.5 miles. And keep in mind, this does not include walking to the bus stop from your room and walking to your room from the bus stop or yeah. to the what main gate of the park lot? from the bus stop. Yeah, a lot of walking. So I, you, I would say the least you're going to walk is 10 miles yeah. minimum. Minimum 10 miles, maybe – I mean, I do so much more than that. Yeah, like the the week we were there in January, I I, I did three point one miles every morning in the gym, but throughout the week, for the rest of the week, it was a total of eighty miles, including what I did at the gym. Wow. So yeah, so be prepared to to put down some tracks. <laughs> I I actually love that part of Disney because then I feel like I can eat whatever I want. And I, I just love it because you see so much and there's so much to see. Uh, just the landscaping is beautiful. The people watching is incredible. So just take, take, take the time to get ready for the vacation. Get your feet ready for the vacation. Uh, be sure to take some blister care supplies uh, just in case. And that Astroglide. Is that what it is? Wait a minute. Never mind. That's not it. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Wait a minute! Isn't it called Astro? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! Wait, yes. It you is. know, Chris Chat recommends what? <laughs> Astroglide. For for the vacation of a lifetime. Isn't it like people use it if they like? I think it's just glide. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Sounds better with the astro added in. (laughs) I'm looking it up. Ready for Tomorrowland, right, Steve? I don't know. Is it, um, oh boy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. (laughs) I highly recommend the Gold Bond spray powder. Okay, see, that's where I was It is going. a thigh saver. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lauren, you're going to do the next one, and I think this is a good one. So another 
big one is booking too many table services with kids in tow or booking too many character meals with kids in tow or just in general booking too many table services or character meals with or without kids. Um, one a day is sufficient. Doing more than that, you're going to actually spend way too much time eating and you're going to miss out on so many things in the parks and the resorts that you could um, enjoy and explore. So my recommendation is generally just doing one a day and sticking to that. This way you're not overscheduled so that you can actually enjoy the parks as well as your meals. Whether And honestly, whether you have kids or not, I think that overscheduling your meals, you know, unless you're somebody that goes a lot, it's not really necessary. But if you're a, you know, a first timer, I think doing too many meals is going to be a lot. I think it's good advice. You, you you get excited and you start booking all of these things and you book all these. And then the next thing you know, you're just, like you said, you're going from meal to meal to meal and you're just, there's no time to do anything else except get to the next meal. All Especially, your friends tell you, you have to eat here, you have to eat here, you have to do whoop-de-doo, you have to do the luau. And especially if you have to get to these things with the bus transportation that Sharpie was talking about, and then you add in getting dressed and then getting from your resort to hoop de do and getting on two different buses to do that. And then before you know it, you've spent a lot of your time on transportation and eating. So good, good point. Yep. Um, am I up? You're up. <clears throat> All right. So mine is you're going to Florida. And so it's weather, weather related and um, just the climate related. So put on your sunscreen. You will see people walking around during the summer that look like lobsters. That and it is miserable if you get a sunburn and you're putting you've got your clothes clinging to you and it's hot and you're waiting in all those lines. Those Florida sunburns are brutal. Yeah. So even even in the cooler months, mm -hmm. you can get a burn. So yeah. So make sure you put on sunscreen. Just a if you're out for an hour or longer without it, you can definitely get burned. Um, and then we talked about it. I talked about a little bit earlier. It'll. During the summer, too, you'll get these afternoon rainstorms where it'll just pour and come on down. So bring a poncho, uh, bring an umbrella, pack an extra pair of shoes, uh, just do things to stay out of the weather. Uh, and then during the wintertime, you can have days in October and November when you're there and you could be swimming in the pool at 80 degrees or it could be 40 degrees. I think you're not going to hit your 40 degrees until probably January, February, mm -hmm. yeah. but it's not unusual to have a winter coat with a hat and gloves and a scarf and you'll still be cold. Yeah, cause that was me three weeks ago. Yeah. You that can was see. us in January. Yeah. It can get cold and that's it the best time to cold. go. Yeah, it gets it can be very very cold, or it can be kind of nice during the day, and then when the sun goes down, it can get chilly, and then you have to make sure you have a at least a jacket or something and wear layers. So, yeah, just because you're going to Florida and you think, okay, I'm getting out of the snow, it can still be cold there too. You know, it's cold outside when the Adventureland camels aren't spitting on people. <laughs> yeah, that's too funny, and it's true. Spewing ice chips. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. I'm going to slushy. All right. I am next. Mine is, um, and, and we've kind of touched on things all along that kind of point to this, but it's poor budgeting. And, and mine would be in reference to the room that you choose. Everyone loves the iconic contemporary resort 
with the monorail going through it. It's right next to the Magic Kingdom. People love the Magic Kingdom. They love to be able to walk there. The Contemporary Resort, especially if you want to look at that theme park or if you want to have a, a lake view, Bay Lake view, it's going to cost you a lot of money. And if you put all your money into the hotel, you may find that you have to skimp or compromise in other places or sacrifice altogether. And, yeah. and this could be when it comes to dining or perhaps you, you come to find that you can't get that hopper pass that you want. Although as a first time visitor to the parks, it is not my recommendation that you get a park hopper, but you know, two each. Um, but there are a lot of um, iconic hotels and they're at a deluxe level and people think they need to stay there and it just eats away at their budget. And then you're left with no money for souvenirs or ice cream. And, and suddenly you've, you've got a budget of $3,000 and you spent four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Four pretty much. And, and so those little extras that you wanted to do or, it really comes down to the extras or getting some snacks or eating at a nicer restaurant. If an, uh, a reservation becomes available, you can't do it because you've really put all your money in a hotel room. That do, you're going to literally just sleep in and hardly ever spend any time in. You're going to shower and you're going to sleep. And especially if it's your first time, you're going to be in the parks the whole time they're open. Yeah. For a first time visitor, yeah. you might want to go lighter on the hotel and spend more time in the parks. And- if you're and, budget conscious. Yeah. And not, not only that, but you, as a first timer, you're going to want the experiences. You know, if you have a six-year-old daughter, you're going to want to do Bippity Boppity Boutique. Yeah. You know, you're not going to want to put the money into the hotel if you're budget conscience, conscious because you want to be able to do those experiences and go all out with those experiences, which you can't do if you're going to go crazy with the hotel. Well, this and is- it depends on what your budget is. So, I mean, if you're... Budget if, is yeah. If you're budget conscious, yeah. If your budget is well, and if your budget if your budget is you know eight thousand dollars, and that's budget conscious for you, then you could probably do one of the higher end hotels. It just it's not a blanket policy. It's just it's just make sure you stay within your, your budget and you and you plan the meals and the souvenirs and more than just the hotel into your overall budget and make sure you try to stay within that number. And depending on when you travel, you're going to want several beverages during the day. And if you're a soda drinker or you insist on bottled water, Lauren, <clears throat> Lauren, what? um, <laughs> yeah, yes. what? um, then plan for it. Yeah. And you could budget the dining plan if that's something in your budget. I mean, you just, and that's a good thing with the dining plan is that it, tells you, you know exactly how much you're paying for dining at the beginning and you prepay it. And so it doesn't seem to hurt as much. Yeah. Let's. Can I tell you what I always tell clients? I always say, go under budget on your hotel because it allows you to say yes more. So you can, like Lauren said, you can say yes to Bibbidi Bobby. You can say yes to a Mickey bar. You can say yes to that. Winnie the say Pooh. yes. This sounds like a Royal Caribbean commercial or something. Say yes. More. No, it does. <laughs> it's like a great I, marketing idea. Do you know what? And you I know like what, it. Steve, though, it makes perfect sense. It, it allows does. you to say yes to your kids. And if you've ever been a mom who's been in the park and coming off of Winnie the Pooh with one of your kids and your kid wants a stuffed animal and you feel like you have to say no, 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 all day long because you have spent too much money 
you can say yes more to your kids. And that's how I try to vacation there with my kids. I, I don't want to tell them no when they want something. Now, granted, I'm very cheap when it comes to souvenirs, but especially if it's a first trip, it allows you to tell your kids what the heck? We're going to do this. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So well, make fun of me all you want, old man Griswold. No, I think it's good. I like it. It's just, <laughs> it was so well put together. I like the whole that's slogan. That's because I say it a hundred yes times. More. That's because that's because all my, all my clients stay at pop because of that. It's so magical. Mine are at pop or a French quarter usually. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I say this so many times to people and I, it's not even like it's corny or a marketing thing. It's what I truly believe because it makes it gives you so much more peace of mind because you have not spent your entire budget on a room. But you also have to think about those people who are looking for a resort experience. But you know right. what? But those are not newbies. Yeah, those are not so. newbies. Those and you know what? Newbies. Those aren't most people. There's a reason why Grand Floridian is smaller than Pop Century. You, yeah, know but what? you know what? Though? There's a lot of people that if they go three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. And on te- time 10, they're like, I want to explain experience the deluxe resort. Well, they do. That's, and that's, and that's their, okay too. That's, that's their bucket list resort for a lot of people. They're like, you know what? We're finally ready. We're going to upgrade. But for people, you know, I, I said, this to someone today. I said, this is a $3,000 trip. This is a lot of money. I don't, I can't go into my bank account right now and just throw $3,000 on a trip. You know, I mean, it's a lot of money and that's staying at a value and getting the dining plan and getting a base ticket. So these are not cheap vacations, regardless of where you're staying. Yeah, you have to be smart about them. It's a lot of money. It is. Okay. We have one more. Lauren, what do you have for us? We saved the best for last. Are you talking about the topic or you? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. So if you think that you're going to be one and done with a Disney vacation, think again. Disney is totally addictive. Most people will go, will fall in love with it and go back again. Especially if you do it properly. If you're organized, you get your dining booked at 180 days. You have your itinerary planned. Your fast pass is booked at 60 days. You're going to want to go down there again and again and again. So don't overspend the first time thinking it's going to be your only trip. As the odds are, you're going to be there again and it's going to be sooner than you think. The one and done people are the best. Because you're always like secretly going, hey, sure, <laughs> it's one and done. Yep. So just think about it and, and don't go all in like it's going to be your last trip. So we're getting close to closing another show and it's time to pick our Mouse Chat swag winner. So if you don't know about this, just go to mousechat.net, leave a comment on one of our posts over at mousechat.net at the bottom of the post. And then every week we will pick one and send you some Mouse Chat little goodies in the mail. Uh, Sharpie, do you have a swag winner for this week? Sure do. Uh, We had a comment from Terry. Uh, Terry said, love all the Animal Kingdom updates. Can't wait to visit in 61 short days. I hadn't commented earlier, but I wanted to give big kudos to Sharpie's trip review he did. (laughs) Uh, Very informative and exciting. I'm also super excited they changed Big Thunder Mountain refurb date. This trip will be my six-year-old's first time on the ride. So can't wait. Can't wait to hear back about it. Terry, thanks for commenting. Uh, And as you know, I do love the Animal Kingdom. Was that like your cousin? 
No. <laughs> sure. I, That's your I, mom. I, I, I don't have a cousin, Terry, and my mom's passed on. I have a cousin. <laughs> that was great, so Chris. So if it's from her, Good. it could Good. be interesting. <laughs> oh, I hate it when that happens. Good. Good, Chris. Great way to end the show. Nice. nice. I have a Stop cousin, it. Terry, but she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> well, I'm just like batting a thousand. Mm. I don't even know what that means. Batting zero. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> well, that and my astro glide. <laughs> oh, <sighs> oh, goodness. This has See, been a if fun If I was evening. batting a thousand, that would be even... Batting a thousand is good. Yeah. Is it... Well, that's what I meant. I was being sarcastic. She's she's hitting it out of the park this week. That's okay. for yes. sure. All right. <sighs> <laughs> Thanks again, Terry. Thanks again. Thanks, Cousin Terry. Yeah, thanks, Cousin Terry. All right, you guys knock it off. See you at the family reunion, Stop Terry. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the green jello the with the The swag is not that good. <laughs> I'm not going to send anything. Uh, it's kind of true. Yes. But it's fun. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to wrap up the show. I would like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, Pixie Vacations. If you enjoy our shows, you can download them. You can go to either iTunes and grab them there, or you can go over to the mousechat.net page and download them there. If you're over at the down, the, the, the mousechat page, mousechat.net, you can also leave us some comments or questions because that's where we're going to be looking for them. Thank you very much for listening, and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.